0: So before we start this episode, I probably should issue a disclaimer. Um, There are some pretty graphic descriptions in this one. Janae is the one saying them, so they're not that bad. They're medical, but uh, if you have young kids, this might not be the ideal episode for them to listen to. They might learn some things that you might not be ready to teach them yet. (laughs) Um, In all fairness, we are a PGG rated family so um I wouldn't say it is inappropriate to everybody just probably younger ears if you've had babies or you have children at all you're probably pretty com- you'll be pretty comfortable with this episode you are
1: listening to The
0: Tree When you start doing a podcast it's kind of amazing what you find you can record on. I mean, we've recorded on multiple platforms. My phone seems to be the go-to for everything. Um, We've recorded on an iPad, on three different laptops now, um, audio recording, like a field recorder. Um, So um, we are currently leaving Rexburg. Janae is in the ambulance in front of me. I am driving behind her. Um, we are going from Rexburg down to Idaho Falls. Uh, they, I'm not entirely sure what all is going on. <laughs> um, last night, I uh, we decided that Nika needed to stay with family down in Utah uh, while well we situate this because I, I definitely can't... Um, uh, I can't... Uh, uh, I, I can't go to work, school, watch her, and help out Janae's situation otherwise. So, um, I, uh, (laughs) so my mom is taking her down. And by the way, today's my mom's birthday. So you won't, probably won't hear this today, but if you get a chance, tell her happy birthday. Um, (laughs) uh, anyway, so, um, she's going down to Utah. Uh, and she should be leaving here shortly. Um, and so I stayed the night at our apartment with Nika, um, we attempted to sleep. Nika always thinks it's a game when somebody sleeps in the same room as her. Which it is, I'm sure. But, um... <clears throat> so, I got to work this morning, uh, around 6.45-ish. And Janae texts me and says, It was a really rough night. I need to tell you about it. So, she told me. and It was a rough night. I'll have her explain the situation, the details. Um, and it just kind of proved to be a little bit more... Um, uh, serious, I guess of a uh, evening than, uh, uh, intended or I don't know how to word that. So now here we are, it's nine 15 in the morning. Um, I, I did remember to clock out of work. I was surprised. I had a fairly cool head until I got to the hospital and then had to clean up all of Janae's stuff. But, uh, well, what was left? The nurses were, have been amazing there. Um, Uh, and so, and I don't mean that sarcastically, literally, they've been awesome, they've bent over backwards, one of them, uh, offered to go buy her any food she wanted, because Janae just was not eating right. So, um, here we are, uh, 9.15 in the morning, driving to Idaho Falls from Rexburg. Not a long drive, but I'm sure it'll feel longer to me. Um, and we will catch you up with more information as we, as I find out more. I'm sure I'll have Janae record some commentary.
1: Okay, I'm going to fill in the blanks a little bit. Um, Matt got it started, and I'm going to start from my experience, him leaving the hospital last night and what happened. Um, he left around 10-ish? 10-ish? And just as a warning, like every other episode, we're trying to be completely honest and tell of our experience. So this is a little more, um, I don't know what the word would be. Graphic. Graphic. (laughs) Um, To explain what happened um, and a little more open as far as vocabulary goes. So, last night after he left, they decided to change out the IV. Um, They only leave in an IV for however many days that was. Three days? And then they like to change it out just to make sure there is no infection in the vine or in the the vein. And um, also just to make sure all the tubing and everything is clean for basically sanitary purposes. And that started off rough. They were having a hard time uh, getting a vein that wouldn't collapse. And so I got poked five different times. And it was a little bloody. And it was not fun. But they finally got it, three nurses later. and they kept saying, don't worry, it's not your fault. It's just your veins, they look good, but they, they're they small. <laughs> so um, they eventually got it, and I was able to probably finally go to sleep around midnight. And I woke up to use the restroom once, probably like an hour later and try to go back to sleep took a while to go back to sleep and at three something woke me up i for a moment i thought my water had broken um i felt a little bit of wetness and then sat up and realized I, it was a gush and stood up and i was bleeding and i could see it even in the dark it, the the redness dripping down my legs and so I kind of panicked a little bit and called the nurse and as soon as she walked in I'm sure I looked panicked and I told her I'm bleeding And so she's like it's okay hold on and she ran back out and got a couple more nurses and to take care of me and figure out what was going on um, so they cleaned up my bedding and cleaned me up and put me on the contraction monitor and the the babies on the fetal monitor, is that what they're called? Um, right away to figure out what was going on. Um, they called my doctor, um, told him the situation and asked what they should do and if he wanted to come in. and. Um, I had started contractions. Not bad though, just consistent. And um, the doctor was able to finally come in around 5.00 and I was contracting that whole time. Or 5.30. I think it was somewhere around there. And he just asked what happened and if I felt any pain before I woke up, or which I had not. I didn't even realize it until I woke up. Um, and so he decided that he would check the cervix to make sure that everything was okay that way, which is something they've been trying not to do because the baby A on the bottom is breech. And if they break my water trying to check, that is dangerous. And they also don't want to me to go into labor this early. So they don't want to cause it by checking. But it was necessary at this point. And um, not dilated at all, completely closed still. And um, they're just said we're gonna watch the bleeding, make sure it doesn't continue or there is another gush. And so um, things kind of moved quickly from there. They um, kept me on the monitors all morning calling different doctors. They called our specialist up in Idaho Falls, asked him his opinion, what they should do. At this point, they were nervous to keep me at um, in Rexburg. They wanted me to be up in Idaho, where Idaho Falls, where they could control it a little better and had um, more um, the right type of equipment for emergency situations and babies as young as these little ones will be if they had come. Um, So, all morning on phones with doctors and deciding what they were going to do with me, uh, like Matt mentioned, I called him finally once I knew a little more information so I didn't freak him out because I didn't know anything other than what happened. Um, And he came down right away when I told them, okay, this is what's happening, and but they haven't made a final decision yet. And so what they decided to do was that they would transfer me to Idaho Falls, and originally it was okay if I just went by private car. They didn't mind if my husband and I just drove up here, and then um, they realized that that probably wouldn't have been the best situation. Once they talked to our specialist, they decided that he, he recommended that it would be better if I went in the ambulance just in case something were to happen or bleeding were to occur again. And they needed to do it fast because if I started bleeding a lot like I did earlier that morning. It would be considered unstable condition and they could not move me at that point. We would have to stay at Rexburg. So um, we somewhere around nine or after nine, finally were being transferred in the ambulance to Idaho Falls And um, the Idaho Falls Hospital was aware of us coming, and they had preparations for any situation, whether it would be delivering right away or um, just continued bed rest once we got here. And so it was assessed what to do as soon as we got here. Um, so we arrived and met with new nurses, and our specialist had, he hadn't come yet, but he he came down eventually also, and we met a new team of doctors that are here in Idaho Falls. Um... And we were told all kinds of information, <laughs> uh, overload of information of what to expect and uh, how things are going to go and how um, long they could keep the babies in. So um, the first step was our specialist did an ultrasound to check on the babies. And um, just to make sure they were fine and nothing was irregular in the uterus, and um, they still look great, and so they didn't feel like there was any urgency to l- deliver for those reasons. Babies were still doing well. Um, They were more calm as soon as they were able to check me out and put me on monitors and realize contractions were not as consistent or as hard as they had originally thought. And so they calmed down and said, I think everything's fine. Um, Just needs to be watched closely and we'll see what happens. We found out um, just how things are going to work out. The anesthesiologist came in and talked to us and explained what they do for C-section and how they will proceed with me and the babies and um, the methods that they prefer. So. the one that they are hoping to do is just a shot in the back that numbs me from the chest down. And I'm hoping that is all I need. But there is a plan B of emergency situation where they will put me completely under and I have to take out the babies that way. If I'm just numb, I'll get to see them for a moment before they take them to the NICU. But if I am out, I won't get to see them for a while afterward. So um, that's the anesthesiologist. And then we found out how it works with the, the little ones and the NICU and how um, just what to expect. The It's all situational, of course. It, Depends on how they're doing, um, how long they hold on for. They're hoping to keep them in another week still, and um, but they are expecting it every day kind of thing. I wouldn't making all the right preparations now, just in case we go tonight or tomorrow, or just they are prepared. And um, they, what they do is they will show me the babies at the curtain. There's a curtain between um, my, basically, my front half and back half. That's where the doctors will be working and do the C section and they will show me over the curtain the babies before they pass them through she explained it like a little window to the to the room where they clean them up and put them on whatever they need respirators or or the warming beds i don't remember what they're called and stuff like that and then they'll transfer them to the nicu and um Something interesting is how many people will be there in the room with me. I will have my team of doctors, of course, and of nurses, and the anesthesiologist. And they said Matt is able to be there. He'll just be up by my head, and probably just standing right next to me. Um, But as far as the babies go, they have two or three nurses for each baby and a doctor. And so there's going to be a lot of people in that room as that happens. That sounds exciting. And um, depending on how they're doing, we Matt and I are able to touch them and hold them right away if that's if they're stable enough, if they're not sick or whatever the situation might be we are allowed to be around them and um, they encourage that they say the parents touch is very important so um, we will see what happens everything depends on how early they come and how long we can keep them in for and, but they don't think that it will be very long my body's clo- clearly showing the stress and the um, signs of wanting (laughs) to get them out. And a good thing is, at this point, um, they said they'll let Mother Nature take its course. So if my body tries to go into labor again and starts heavy contractions, they're not going to keep stopping it, because that isn't something that could affect them in a negative way also. The medicines they have to give you to stop contractions and the different techniques is hard on them just as much as it is hard on me and so they aren't gonna stop them again if they get going so that's exciting and scary all at the same time. And every day they'll they'll we'll see what happens because they really can't determine how it's all gonna pan out either. It's just one minute it could be, oh yeah, babies are fine, mommy's fine, and it could still be another week and the next moment they could say, nope, we're gonna deliver you right now. So that's our situation and um, that's where we are at the moment. So. We'll see you what the next couple days or a week or two weeks hold. Thanks for listening. If you know us, you can contact us through text or Facebook.
0: Or you can email us at notplus3 at gmail.com.
1: Talk to you